In Japan, you can rent fat people. And Sweden has a hotel for sourdough starters. And a man in Queens spends days up in a tree avoiding the police. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And we're going to start off the week with some weird tales from around this this weird world that we live in, right? It's just getting weirder and weirder, thankfully. Thankfully for me. You can now rent fat people in Japan. Now, I've covered some uh, people renting services in Japan before on this podcast. I find it rather weird that Japan's renting out all sorts of people from all walks of life. You can rent an old person. Do you remember that? You can rent a boyfriend, rent a girlfriend, or just rent a friend in general. Someone to listen to you. Well, the new company is going to allow you to rent fat people. Uh, they're trying to change the image of being overweight in Japanese society. I don't know how you're going to do that by renting out fat people. Because in a way, aren't you dehumanizing them by renting them out? But okay, let's hear what you have to say, company. It says here, one of the more unusual industries to appear in Japan in recent years is the rent-a-person business. There was the rent-a-middle-aged dude service. And then the rent-a-sister service and uh, now a new innovation. A company's going to let you rent out a fat person. Now it says here, the company's called Debukari. These are the Japanese words, debu, fat, and kariru, rent. It literally means fat rental. <laughs> Debukari's weight threshold. They have a minimum fatness in order for you to be rentable. It's 100 kilos, which is about 220 pounds. That's the minimum. They also have over 125 kilos and a 150 kilogram class as well. That's a hefty individual right there. Probably cost you a pretty penny to rent the 150 kilo. There's a promotional video for Debukari, and there's a lot of fat people in this video holding hands and just seeming very overjoyed to be rented out to strangers. <laughs> I mean, more than likely they're going to be fed well, so they're probably pretty happy about that. You can't just rent a fat person and not feed them copious amounts of what's in your refrigerator, I'd imagine. Okay, so it says here in the article, another important point is that Debukari is not a romantic escort, okay? These fat people will not be used for romance, for love, for any sort of erotic entertainment whatsoever. Don't expect happy endings from the oversized people. They will not be giving you lap dances, although I don't know if you would want one in the first place, but I'm just letting you know straight up, you can't take advantage of these oversized people in a physical way. The company states its goal is actually social. They're trying to promote some progression away from a time where being fat has had a negative image in Japan. They're asserting that in Japan it takes a skill actually to reach a weight of over 100 kilograms. That's right, it takes a skill. Well, I mean, if you have a very rice-centric diet, it's just difficult to put on the pounds, I'd imagine. You need a bread kind of diet. Yeah. Look at the Italians. Look at my people. The bread and the pasta, that'll make you put on some puffy pounds right there, I'll tell you. Um, you can't put Italians on a rice diet and expect us you know, to put on the pounds here. Okay, so this uh, Debbie Carey business is an offshoot of a plus-sized men's clothing store uh, called Quizilla. Um, I guess they're using this to promote their store as well. Probably having a difficult time finding oversized men in Japan in general to buy their clothing. So they're just trying some PR stunts. Maybe this is what this is. Okay, so it says here, why does Debukari think that someone might want to rent a heavyset person? 
someone asked the company. And uh, their answer was, for commercial clients, uh, oversized people can provide plus-size models and extras for photo shoots and television and film shoots. Individuals can also rent a debut person for personal non-business purposes. Some of the personal uses of the oversized people are the following. Maybe you want help eating a crazy large portion menu item at a restaurant. Perhaps you would like some help picking out a present for someone who's also heavy set. Let's just picture them bringing them to the clothing store. Hey, put this on. That looks like it'll fit my fat cousin. Okay, maybe you want someone uh, to dress in cosplay with you. Maybe you, uh, you're dressing cosplay, but you have a heavy set character from the same series. You guys want to go as a duo. Maybe you want someone to stand by you when you take a picture so you'll look thinner. That's what it says. This is right off the company website, by the way. It says maybe you have a problem and you want advice from a heavyset person about that problem. I don't know what that problem would be, but maybe you want someone to play on a seesaw with you. That's the final reason that you might want to hire an oversized individual. Now, what does it cost for a fat person in Japan to rent? Well, they charge about 2,000 yen an hour, which is around $19, $20 U.S., for non-business use rentals. And good news, the entire fee is paid to the heavyset person. That's great. So they're not ta- the company's not really taking advantage of them fully. Um, the company's uh, having a hard time finding people to register with them, so they're asking if you'd like to go, go to their website. They're looking for current members. <laughs> this is just hilarious. Well, clearly the rent-a-person business is booming in Japan, so if you have some sort of special quirk or ability about you, I suggest you get over to Japan and rent yourself out. People just want companionship of all types. Are you... Uh, I don't know, maybe you're a smelly person. You're a smelly individual. Someone might rent you out as a prank or to uh, annoy their boss, you know, send you to the meeting. <laughs> I don't know. Are you a, uh, can you not stop lighting fires? Maybe the rent. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. Sweden has hotels for sourdough starters. Getting a good sourdough started is a ton of work, as you guys know. You guys cook sourdough all the time, I'll bet. Well, you didn't mail me any. Well, if you leave your sourdough unloved for too long, all that work can go to waste. But now Sweden's sourdough hotels will care for your bread dough while you go on traveling. When you leave town, you can leave your sourdough starter with a hotel. It's like a pet hotel. They keep it. They feed it for you. Uh, As you know, sourdough bread has been around for a very long time. One of the first breads since ancient Egypt. And in recent years, the tangy, crusty bread has had a bit of a comeback in bakeries and home kitchens around the world. Especially during the pandemic, I noticed a lot of people were making sourdough, man. I saw it on my Facebook feed, bro. Now, what makes sourdough different from other varieties of bread is the starter. Okay? The starter. Sourdough starter is extremely important. You have to care for this crap. Essentially, the starter is a mix of water, flour, and wild yeast that ferments away in between batches of bread. But while sourdough starter is very easy to make, bakers have to work to keep it alive. You have to keep your sourdough starter alive by feeding it. Give it a little water. Give it a little flour every day. You can't skip days, guys. You got to keep it fed. It's like a, it's like a, a small dog. And the older the starter, the tangier the bread. Did you know? Uh, now, it's probably not too hard to water and flour your bread every day if you're at home all the time or you're a professional baker. But what if you're going on vacation? 
What if you leave in town? What if you're going to jail for a little while? Who knows? And you don't want to whip up a new starter later on. Well, you want to keep your starter intact. You just drop it off at a sourdough hotel. That's your best bet. <laughs> they interviewed a lady named Charlotte. She's the owner of Stockholm Bakery called RC Chocolat. Uh, she opened the, earlier this summer a 24-7 sourdough hotel at one of her storefronts near the airport in Stockholm. This lady knows what's up. You just go into the airport, just drop off your sourdough with, with Charlotte. She'll take care of it. <laughs> she says, uh, without anyone taking care of the sourdough that you have started, it will die. It needs to be fed and taken care of on a regular basis. My business and I, my hotel, so to speak, is the perfect solution if you want to keep your sourdough alive and travel at the same time. No worries, I will feed your sourdough. I may make some of my own bread with it. I may take a nibble, but I will keep it fed. You can trust me. <laughs> you can even drop off your shih tzu. No, I'm kidding. You cannot. I do not feed pets. I only feed sourdough starters. What do you think I am? <laughs> I actually hate dogs. I'm a cat person. Now it says here the Swedes are apparently obsessed with their sourdough. It's very popular among stay-at-home dads as well. <laughs> They've really been a, a driving force in the Swedish sourdough craze. These dads, they're just into it. Along with their love of the bread, the Swedes have about five weeks of vacation time a year. That's uh, more than twice what the average American gets. These Swedes really know how to have, have a good life. Always making sourdough, always going on vacation. Uh, now five weeks is a a long time for a lonely sourdough starter to be left all by itself. So, travelers can relax knowing that they've dropped their sourdough caretakers, their sourdough with caretakers at the hotel near the airport. And it'll be fed and watered. It'll be maintained. How much does it cost? Well, 100 to 300 Swedish krona a week, which is about 12 to 36 US dollars a week. To keep your sourdough alive for generations, you can keep your sourdough starter as long as you take good care of it. You can keep it forever. Uh, you come back from your vacation rested and ready to bake. This is amazing. I just like novel things, new things. I've never heard of such a thing, a bread hotel. Well, you know, there's room for all sorts of novelty in this world. Wherever there's a need, guys, it can be fulfilled in very strange ways. Now, I would also like to offer a service for anyone who is going to be going on vacation way out of reach of the Internet. Let's say you're going somewhere where there is no Wi-Fi whatsoever. You're going in the middle of the jungle or you're going to Kathmandu, although they probably have Internet in Kathmandu. I don't know. Uh, let's say you have a few fantasy football teams that you have to manage Well, you're going somewhere where you won't be able to do it you send it to me i'll manage your fantasy football teams while you're gone while you're far away from the internet maybe you're doing some sort of buddhist meditation retreat for 30 days i'll manage your fantasy football team for you and i guarantee wins guys i guarantee wins and very smart waiver wire acquisitions so just hit me up if you need that service i'll charge you i don't know what i'll charge you i'm just making this up as we go just trying to fill a need in the world guys a Queens man finally comes down from a tree after being up there three days trying to avoid the police. Three days up in a tree. How do you survive? A Queens man spent almost three days up in a tree in Queens. Shout out to Queens, a place I used to live. Used to call Queens my home for a few years. Shout out to Astoria, a great neighborhood. Love it. Um, 
You should go to Astoria if you ever go to New York. Get, go to Astoria and get a frappe and a hookah and some falafel. You'll be so happy with all those things. What's the name of this man up in the tree? Rudy. Rudy Thomas. Rudy spelled with two O's rather than a U. I've never seen that before. Rudy's very original. He climbed up into a tree to avoid police. I would have never thought to do that. I would assume the police would just shoot me in the face and I'll fall down. Like, a, like if you were hunting birds or something. Uh, I don't, he lasted there three days. Sounds kind of crazy. So he climbed up into the tree. Uh, and then the police were working around the clock to get him to come down. They were using various tactics to get him to come down from the tree, but he wouldn't come down. Some of the tactics he used, I'm surprised. Uh, sirens which I wouldn't think would work. Uh, drones. What were you doing? Just running into him with a drone or did you attach like a, a taser to a drone? They also attempted many negotiations. They brought in many different negotiators over the three days. Uh, nothing seemed to work. Come on, man, get down. I got a whole, I got a whole container, of, container of sour cream and onion Pringles, bro. You must be hungry. Like who doesn't like sour cream and onion Pringles, dude? What was this guy eating? I want to know. How was he living? Just living on rainwater? Were there berries in the tree? Was this a mulberry tree of some sort? An avocado tree? Mango tree. Oh, that'd be the best one to be caught up in. I lived in a mango tree for days. I could do that. Mangoes are so delicious. What did he just snatch a squirrel out of a nest and snap its neck and roast it? Like, what did he just pluck the fur and eat it raw? How did you survive for three days up in a tree, sir? I need to know. This guy's definitely a wilderness survivalist. Does he have a YouTube channel on how to survive the Armageddon that's coming? So officers eventually left the street after three days. They just gave up. And that was enough to bring Rudy out of the tree. He didn't come all the way to the ground, though. He actually climbed onto the roof of his own home. Why wouldn't you just stay barricaded in your house from the get-go? Why would you just go up into the tree? Just barricade yourself in the attic, bro. At least you have like a floor you can lay on. Uh, when he was up on his roof, a pastor arrived to reassure him that uh, Rudy wasn't going to be hurt by the police and that they actually cared about his mental health and everyone, everyone was concerned about the mental health. I'm sure they were. Something, something's got this guy off his rocker temporarily, I'd imagine. He, he needs help. Eventually, he got off the roof. He got onto the porch of his house and he shared his past with the police spoke to them for quite a while uh, about what he was going through. And they listened like uh, therapists, which I love rather than choke them out. They listened to him. This is great. This is what some people need. They don't need to go to jail. They need, they need therapy. They need to go to some psychiatric uh, place for help. Uh, it says here, Thomas shared his past with the police and also spewed anti-gay sentiments. Oh boy. He's got a problem with the gay community. This isn't good. Well, he clearly needs help. His neighbors say he's mentally troubled. He needs help, support. Okay. Um, Thomas said he would agree to go to a local psychiatric center. Yay. That's great. It's a good ending to the story. Not jail, not prison, because that's not helpful for a guy like this. He needs a, a psychiatric center. He needs support. He needs groups. Uh, maybe even meds. Yeah. Got to explore all these solutions for people like this. Well, a happy ending to what was a, a weird way to avoid the police. Ooh, it says here, while in the tree, Thomas flossed his teeth, 
shouldered blankets and stuffed his ears with cotton to cut out the wail of the sirens, loud music, and other attempts by the NYPD to encourage his surrender. A giant airbag was placed below the tree while they were trying to get him down. Uh, get a lot of quotes from his neighbors. They say that, that uh, he's used to being up inside the tree. He's been there before. One neighbor said he's been up there about three or four days at a time. This isn't the first time that the police had to be called. Uh, this guy just gets up into the tree anytime he's uh, having a rough time in life. I go to my bed when I'm having a rough time, or inside the closet, just go in the closet, sit in the chair, shut the door, maybe record a podcast while I'm in there. Just, you know, just kind of escape from the world. Everybody's got their little spot, man. That's what I'm saying. Some people have a, some people have like a basement. Yeah. Some people just go to Starbucks, get their head straight. I don't know. You must have your special place too. I'd love to hear about it. No, I wouldn't. No, I don't want to hear about it. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of Weird AF News. There's a billion podcasts out there, but you chose mine and I appreciate you. Uh, pat yourself on the back. That's from Jonesy. That's from me. Give yourself a little peck on the cheek. That's from me. Showing you appreciation and love. Now, give yourself a foot massage. That's from me, too. I'm <laughs> kidding. I got a new patron, by the way. This made me so pleased this morning. Uh, her name is Johanna Timberblue. I think I said Timberblue. Timberblue. Uh, I think I said it right. I hope I nailed it. I probably didn't. It's not an easy last name. Please forgive me. <laughs> uh, but Johanna just joined the Patreon. She wrote me a nice note as well. Hiya, Jonesy. This is... Johanna rhymes with Madonna. I'm pledging for myself, but mostly for my husband, Derek Gage, who loves your show. Okay, I think it's pretty hilarious too, okay? We can't start our evening until uh, properly until we listen to the, to the depressing news and then sit up and laugh our asses off with your podcast every night on our Alexa. Derek has a score of 1 to 10 on how wasted you are on a particular show. Our favorites are the sevens. At that level, sometimes you crack yourself up so much you just cry and you gasp. Comedy gold. <laughs> Derek is a mechanical engineer who works a crazy hard day uh, designing ridiculously complicated things. And uh, so uh, Derek is a, gets some nice uh, comedy relief from my show, apparently. I'm very happy to help Derek out and help him get through the day. Help you both get through the day. Hey, man, whatever I can do. I try and get laughs. I mean... Do the best I can here. Derek is from Montreal, but moved to Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, it says here she was, uh, Johanna was born in South Carolina, but but moved to Boston in her teens and finished college there. Yankees suck, she wrote. All caps. Yeah, Yankees do suck. We kicked their ass, by the way. And now Boston is up two games to one to these Tampa Bay Rays. And guess what, guys? We're going to put the nail in the coffin ASAP. Boston is going to move on, baby. Oh, man, Boston sports makes me so, <laughs> ooh, so excited, so happy inside. Um, okay, so uh, there's a lot here she wrote. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I will read. I'm not going to read it on the show, but I'm going to read it and I'm going to respond. It says from Derek and Johanna Gage in historic Camden, South Carolina. Historic because the American Revolutionary War Army famously lost a really big battle here, but we slowed them down on their way north. Okay, sounds like a place um, with a, a lot of uh, history, which is really cool. I lived in a place with a lot of history. I lived in Salem, Mass. for a little while. A lot of history there. I really dug it. I like these little historic... United States cities, they're so adorable with their little cobblestone roads and the little creepy little, what do they call them? Not cemeteries when they're, they call them like, uh, 
burial grounds. I like it. I like it. I like a good old, good old revolutionary war burial ground. Nothing's creepier than that. Little take a nice haunted ghost walking tour in those little towns. They're always entertaining. I love those little places. Anyways, thank you, Derek and Johanna. And I'm going to put your names on the wall. You guys get to go on the closet wall. I began over the weekend writing the names of the Patreons that have joined, people that recently that joined the Patreon. I put their name up on the closet closet wall, took a picture, put it up in the Patreon. If you're already a patron and you would like your name on the wall, please uh, send me a DM in the Patreon and tell me that you'd like your name on the wall, how you'd like it spelled, and uh, the city and state that you're from or the country that you're from as well. Um, I'd like to cover my entire closet wall with the names of all the people who supported this show with a couple of bucks a month. I think that's uh, I think that's an appropriate way to commemorate all of these generous supporters of the show. Um, that's a five-day-a-week weird news show and the only one of its kind. So yeah, if you guys would like to join the Patreon, get your name on the wall. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and join by clicking on the Patreon banner. Or download the Patreon app and search for Weird AF News Podcast on there. Uh, once again, thank you very much. If you'd like to call the show, 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at funnyjones. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you subscribe, blah, 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 all that stuff.